one of the most important will probably be become aware of the critical and negative force and replace them with kinder ones. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome. Thank you for joining me. As always, I appreciate you tuning in today. And today I have the absolute pleasure of speaking to Jomana. Dr. Jomana is the proud mother of two boys, a university professor, a TEDx speaker, and an ICF certified uh, life career and executive coach and master NLP practitioner. Her niche is specifically self-worth, confidence, and mindset coaching for women. She believes that self-worth and confidence form the foundations upon which most, if not all, aspects of our lives are constructed. She helps ambitious women struggle with not enoughness, which let's face it, I'm sure we've all felt that, and self-doubt to reclaim their worth and confidence so they can live the life they want to live as who they truly are. Dr. Germana believes that we can accumulate all the accolades, success, and wealth we think we want, but if we don't feel worthy of that inside, we continue to evade genuine happiness and freedom. I am so pleased you are joining me today. Jamana, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me, Annette. It's my pleasure. Amazing. So self-worth, it's a word that people use a lot, but what does it actually mean? Mm, What a great way to start. Uh, (laughs) Self-worth basically means how much you value yourself as a person. Mm. And you're absolutely right. The word is uh, used so often. And I have said on more than one occasion that if you had asked me a few years ago, what does self-worth mean? I would have probably given you the same definition. Do you think you have a healthy sense of self-worth? And I would have been like, yeah, of course, totally. But the actions of many of us do not represent those of someone who has a healthy sense of self-worth. So what are those actions? What what are the actions that you see that indicate to you that actually people perhaps don't have a sense of self-worth? And what actions, I guess, do people who do have a good sense of self-worth take? Mm. Well, since self-worth is related to how much you you know, you find yourself valuable and worthy and deserving. Um, some actions that perhaps do not reflect those of someone who has a healthy sense of worth, are what comes to mind the most common one is poor boundaries mm. or lack of boundaries. And when we, even that is used quite loosely these days. And when we think of boundaries, it's, related to your ability to express what you want or what you don't want, really, at the end of the day. So if someone at work tells you, Annette, look, I've got so much on right now and, you know, I'm supposed to go out tonight and I'm really busy. Can you please do this for me? Mm. And you really don't want to do it, Annette, and yet you still say yes through grinding teeth. Yeah. That means that you haven't, you haven't set those healthy boundaries Mm. or within yourself, actually, more than with the other person. 
Yeah, I think that's really interesting, isn't it? Because I think that's a situation that all of us can relate to where we say yes to something when we actually mean no, but the only person we're actually doing a disservice to in that situation is ourselves. Exactly. And the way it relates to self-worth, because remember, the word worth is related to value, how much you value yourself. And when we think of uh, boundaries or the lack of boundaries, when you say yes, but you really want to say no, NFW, Mm, (laughs) which is no effing way, (laughs) but we still say yes. Yes, of course, no problem. (laughs) (laughs) That means you're valuing their feelings. You're valuing their time. You're valuing their energy more than your own. Yeah, interesting. But then what would you say to people who say, well, if I value my own higher than theirs, then am I not being selfish? Why can't we value both? Great answer. Okay. We can value our own and others, uh, time, energy, space, feelings, and so on. But when repeatedly we are valuing others uh, at our own expense, Mm. there's something that's not right there that needs to be addressed. Yeah. So how do we fix that? Those those people that perpetually um, value others more highly um, than their own value? Because I'm assuming that's not just a light switch. We can turn on and off as we wish if it's something that's ingrained in us. Um, And that's just one example. Mm. So actually, this is also linked to people-pleasing. Like, why do you say yes when you really mean no? Oh, because you don't want them to get upset. Like, Mm. how often have you said that to yourself? Or I've said it to myself. Uh, People around me say that, but I don't want them to get upset. Oh, but it's okay for me to get upset? It's okay for you to get upset? (laughs) It's so funny when you think of it that way, isn't it? It's like, it's okay for me to be upset and then go and rant at my husband or colleague about it. But as long as that other person is fine, then that's okay. And I'd like to ask you something. Mm. How does it make you feel when you repeatedly, or if you were to repeatedly, you know, yes, 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 and your heart and your body and your soul is screaming, no frustrated um angry um interestingly in those situations I feel like the other person is not valuing my time or valuing their time more highly than me even though logically I understand that it's me that's the one that's saying yes but I still have those so I have a resentment I suppose towards the other person as well is another word to put in there exactly so uh, I was going to say, well, I know that many people would end up feeling resentful. Yeah. And the thing is, what I I have noticed with myself and with my clients and with whoever I talk to, I will talk about this because it is so important. I will tell them that discomfort that you feel when you politely and kindly and assertively say no, that discomfort, it's better than building up resentment. Yes, absolutely. Because the resentment does build. It builds over time against that person, doesn't it? And it comes to the point where 
when that person even comes to speak to you, you think, oh, not again. Exactly. And uh, resentment is such a, it's a heavy emotion. Yes. Discomfort, you'll be like, oh, I feel bad. Oh, I probably should have, oh, you know what, it's fine. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, it's one of those things that actually you might feel a bit bad about for a few minutes or even a few hours. But after that, you because you know it was the right thing for you, then actually you kind of release that feeling, don't you? Exactly. Whereas resentment does accumulate. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's uh, there's also another uh, sign of perhaps feelings of low self-worth. And I, I will take a bit of time in a bit to distinguish between feelings of low self-worth and self-worth okay, is yeah. uh, the seeking external validation. Hmm. The people-pleasing uh, aspect. It's related to people-pleasing. It doesn't mm. have to actually just be people. Seeking external okay, validation yeah. could be... Mm. Like, um, I will feel worthy when I get my university degree. Got you. When yeah. I get my promotion, I will feel better. When I'm wearing that size eight dress, that's when mm -hmm. I feel worthy and deserving. So yeah. it's looking outside yourself to feel whether it's the money you make, the car you drive, the house you live in, anything that's external to you. If you are putting a lot of weight and emphasis on that to make you feel happy, to make mm. you feel worthy, also that, that that's a that's a big sign there. That's a red flag. Yeah, and we have a lot of business owners that listen to this podcast, and I think that a lot of business owners put the the feeling of self worthiness into the success or otherwise of their business as well. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I've seen that as well with a couple of my clients who are entrepreneurs. And uh, the thing is, the beauty of self-worth is that it is there. Mm. We are worthy. We were born worthy. We've always been worthy. We will always be worthy. We are pre-approved by the universe. Mm. So we are worthy. It's just the feelings of self-worth often evade us yes so it's just about tapping tapping into that actually digging inward rather than seeking from without yeah absolutely and i think that's something that um that lots of people probably don't know how to do anymore i say anymore because i'm sure at some point they did and we did but I think that um, perhaps even with the kind of current, uh, you know, schooling system and all that kind of thing steers us towards that external validation, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I use this example often that we are born worthy. I mean, if you look at a little newborn baby mm. who actually has just been born into the world, has not even had time to achieve or, you know, uh, to, to, to say yes and to say no. And to, 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 this baby, how valuable is this baby? It's invaluable. Yeah. And you'll find that as this baby grows into toddlerhood, still, you know, they want what they want. They say yes, they say no. <laughs> yes and <laughs> they are unapologetic yeah and then gradually 
you'll find that they go into between parents and family and relatives and then going to school and teachers and suddenly it's, it's actually it's not sudden it's actually a, quite a long process yes. of getting criticized getting judged mm. being spoken to in harsh ways don't sit like that don't say that be quiet be mm. quiet you're silencing this person yeah. uh, every criticism every harsh judgment is basically stripping away at their feelings of self-worth mm. then come to adolescence Adolescence, they're taking from each other, basically. Yeah. And then we get into adulthood. And especially, actually, when you think about it, the kids, they want their parents' approval. They crave their parents' approval. Yes. And whether we're aware of it or not, we love our kids unconditionally. There is no doubt about that. Yeah, but we do tend to give them those extra cuddles, those extra, you know, positive words of affirmation when they get the good grades, when they mm. behave, when yeah. they speak politely, when they this, and so they grow up thinking and feeling, I have to behave like this in order to feel loved and to feel worthy. Wow, yeah. So how do we not mess up our kids with that stuff? Because on one hand, you want to instill good values in them. Look, it's it's tough, to be honest. Yeah, really I'm just thinking I have a five-year-old and a seven-year-old and I'm like, oh my goodness, how do I, how do I, you know, say to them, I'm really proud of how you behaved yesterday. Like, thank you so much. You made our, you know, you made... I'm going to give you an example. We were we were away for February half term and we had a five hour flight delay coming home. So and our flight was due to take off at four in the afternoon. So by the time it did take off, it was to all intents and purposes in the middle of the night for a five and a seven year old. And they were complete superstars. They were they weren't grumbly. They weren't fighting and bickering with each other. They were amazing. So the next day, you know, we say to them, you made our job so much easier yesterday. You behaved amazingly. Thank you so much. But that's, in this sense, that's us playing into this kind of external validation of how they should behave. But for us, it's, it was, you know, it was, it was explaining to them how proud we were of them, but that's also messing up with the, it's just a minefield, it's meshing my head. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 you want to encourage, like, you want to provide encouragement and positive words mm. of affirmation, but not just when they are mm. you know, behaving ideally. So actually, I have a blackboard, a small blackboard on my corridor wall, and I actually have written on it, I love you no matter what and even if. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's about making sure that there's balance there and they know that even, even if, we did have a horrible day and they were fighting all day that actually they were still loved and cherished and understood and listened to. <laughs> actually, my I think my parents cringe when I'm angry with my kids because I always like, you know how much I love you, no matter what you do, no matter what you say, I adore you, I love you. And then there's, but... <laughs> yes, you also can't behave this way. <laughs> yes, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Okay, so what so to do, Annette? We can what maybe we not mess up our kids too badly then if we get that balance. 
you know, it's about awareness. Yeah. Awareness. Like, I can be completely transparent with you. With my eldest son, I was not aware. Mm. I would, I, I thought I was being encouraging and I was, you know, you know, motivating him to get the better grades and to behave this way, to behave like so ideally. And indeed, he would get complimented all the time. I would get complimented all the time because I had this perfectly behaved son. And actually, when he was about nine years old, I started to see the signs that I had lived with my whole life. Mm. The perfectionism, the people yeah. pleasing, the seeking yeah. external validation, whether it was, you know, not being happy unless he got perfect grades, unless he, you know, played really well in the football. And I think the most the the the, the most powerful is the inner critic. Yes. Inner critic. And that's when I actually really dove into personal development mm. and learning a lot about it. And that's when I yeah, there was a lot of guilt. Mm. Uh, I accept now that I had good intentions, but it's about awareness. Now, my youngest son, it's like, you know, he he's the type that will say, my grades don't define me. Nice. When people tell him, why are you wearing, you know, uh, a yellow sock with a red sock, he'll be yeah. like, I'm allowed to express myself. <laughs> yeah, because I like it, and that's all that matters. Uh, Yep, and he will say, if I'm going to be polite, it's because I want to be polite. I don't care if people like me or not. And, mm. Yeah. Yeah. So so if um, it's, it sounds like when you discovered this, you were um, very much in the place that many, many of us are in, in terms of the people pleasing and the external validation. So we've kind of spoken about how we can not mess up our kids in this process. But what about if we're there? If we are sitting in a position currently where we do people please and we do seek external validation and we are, you know, have that horrible, nasty inner voice in our head that is not very kind at all, what can we do about that? I'd like to tell you that it does and can get better. Mm. I was the queen of people pleasing. I was the yes mm -hmm. girl. Yeah, I think that's like I was the yes girl, um, and I'm discovering now. Can you imagine, Annette? I discovered about uh, a year ago or so that I was addicted to achieving and overachieving. Yeah, and while I always thought ah, I'm I'm ambitious and I'm driven, yes, I'm ambitious and I'm driven, but they always I realized at 40 years old that it was driven from trying to fill a bottomless pit. Yeah. And, yeah, that was a huge revelation. And then when I noticed it in myself, I, it's like I was given a new, you know, new set of eyes and I, I'm seeing it in so many people around me, especially women. Yes. Yeah. So what you, we can do, uh, there are actually several tips that I can share with you today. And one of the most important will probably be become aware of the critical and negative thoughts mm. and replace them with kinder ones and more specifically speak to yourself like you would a loved one yeah I think that's really key isn't it because a lot of the things that we say to ourselves, we would never 
say to our spouse or our best friend or our kids. We would never say those things out loud to someone else. Absolutely. And I uh, I actually have it uh, uh, as a practice. Mm-hmm. I've worked on myself so much in a much better place on the Oh, we've lost, I think we might have lost you. No, I think we've lost Germana's audio for a sec there. So we'll just let her uh, figure out what's happening there. I suspect that she had a phone thing come through and now it's gone a bit funny. So hopefully in a sec, uh, we will hear her again and she will uh, she will pop back in. But she is busy. Uh, she's busy sorting that just now. This conversation for me is fascinating, though, because I am a um, by my by my nature, I am somebody who likes to overachieve. I am somebody who is a people pleaser. Um, have we got your audio back there, Germana? Are we back? Yes, you're right. Ah, perfect. Very good. Um, I was just, yeah, I was just sharing by by the very nature, I am exactly that person that you described that you were a year ago. Um, and uh, I think we're about the same age too, because you said a year ago and you're 40, I am 41 now. So it sounds like we're a very similar age as well. So perhaps similar influences in our upbringings at the same time with the types of messages that uh, that we may have received during the 80s and 90s. Yes, yes. I told you it's so common, mm-hmm. um, especially amongst women. But yes, as I was saying, mm-hmm. uh, this is a practice that I actually engage in. So yeah. when on the rare occasion now that I hear myself being harsh, whether it's oh, you're mm-hmm. a bad mom, you work too much, or whatever, I actually imagine my best friend of 25 years, who's also a working mom of two kids, mm-hmm. if she came to me and told, you know, with her issue, what I'm going through, mm-hmm. would I tell her, you're such a bad mom, you work too much? <laughs> I don't think you would have been friends for 25 years if you did, that's for sure. <laughs> All right. If I've, if, I've been, if I've met someone a day ago, I would never no. say it. I would no, not say those words to anyone. And the thing is, yeah, I would tell her, you know what, you're doing the best you can. You're trying to establish, a, you know, a future for your kids. You're working hard. And then I realized, and it was literally like a light bulb. Oh, my God. As much as I love her, I've known myself for 41 years. I, I deserve this love that I and care and kindness that I share so generously with everyone. Well, actually, I deserve it more. And it's a decision yeah. we make. Yeah, and it's a decision that anyone listening can make today. Absolutely. I. The thing is, we often say words that disempower us. I can't help it. I can't. Actually, you can. Yes. <laughs> or I don't have a choice. Well, actually, everything is a choice. We do have a choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like you can think. I'm I, I I'm hopeless. I'm stupid. God forbid. I hope people don't say this, but this is mm. the reality. You can say I'm trying my best, and it's not like I I tell people or encourage people to say things that they that aren't true. Yes. Uh, so you're not feeling so great about yourself. I'm trying my best. Yeah. You don't have to say I'm amazing. I'm strong. I'm com- I'm not talking about these affirmations that are just basically um lip service we don't want lip service all right another really important one is accepting that we're imperfect Mm. and 
That's a really hard one for me. That's a really, really hard oh. one for me. And, um, you know, my, my daughter the other day surprised me. She's five. And, um, and we were, and her and her brother and, and, and the two of us were, me and my husband were kind of having this discussion about something to do with perfectionism. And, and she said, Yes, but everyone's perfect because we're all supposed to be perfect and imperfect at the same time. It's like, we are, we're all everything and that's all okay. How's a five-year-old got it better than most people? I don't know. (laughs) Well, 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 see, this is the thing. I told you when they're babies and infants and yeah, Yeah. this is great actually. So this is perhaps something that should be nurtured. (laughs) Yeah. And the the thing is about the whole accepting that we're imperfect. And while it seems so simple, and intellectually, we all know nobody's perfect. We know this. But when you accept that really, just sit with yourself, meditate on, I'm not perfect. And while that might create a lump, perhaps a a few pounding hearts, heartbeats, but the thing is once you accept that you're not perfect, Next time you make a mistake, you do something wrong, instead of berating yourself, because it's very much linked to the first one, yeah. instead of berating yourself and being so harsh, you'll be like, I'm human. Mm-hmm. I'll do my best to, you know, to do better next time. Yeah. Because you can't be bullied into being a better person. Our inner mm-hmm. critic can be a real bully. Yes. And when you say, I'm stupid, I'm dumb, I hate myself. I ugh, honestly, I feel very uncomfortable even saying these. Yeah, these are not going to get you to, to be the person you were born to be. Yes, in the same way that um, you know, bullies that bully people, bully kids at school. It's it's it doesn't have the effect of making the person a better person or a different person. So doing it oh, to ourselves absolutely. also doesn't have that effect. Yeah, totally. Uh, you're not going to be surprised by the next one, setting boundaries. And uh, the thing is, a lot of people feel very uncomfortable to set boundaries. Yeah. And uh, because they think, well, I don't want to be me. Mm. I- I'm a kind person. I'm a kind person. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just because <laughs> I'm a kind person. But just because you're kind doesn't mean you can't say no once in a while. Yes, completely. And, and so because actually example, you need to be kind to yourself. So uh, it's interesting because more recently at work, uh, I was always like, we'd love you to be on this committee. We would love for you to, you know, do this uh, student recruitment. We'd love you to do this. I'd like to thank you. Oh, yes, thank you. Thank you for considering me. And, and then... <laughs> And then I started to feel resentful time after time after time. And I then learned that I can be kind and say no. Yes. When I get those emails, if I don't want to do it, and I know deep in my heart I don't have to do it, Mm -hmm. and I will just write, thank you so much for considering me. I really appreciate it, but I've got a lot on my plate right now. Yeah. Is there anything unkind about that, Annette? 
Not, not in the slightest. Because the problem is that if you say yes, actually you are spreading yourself more thinly and perhaps you then do a disservice to the person you're saying yes to anyway. Yep. And this also is the case with friends. Mm. You know, oh, let's go out. I, you know, uh, or people calling you and speaking, your friends calling you for an hour and a half and you've got so much to do and you don't want to be rude you don't want to hurt their feelings well you can quite I'm not going to say easily but quite simply mm -hmm. say I love you so much and you know I know you really want to chat or but it's not a good time for me right now I promise yeah. I'll get back to you as soon as I can yeah and in when you get back to them at a later date, you're going to be more engaged in what they have to say. You're going to be more, you know, going to be listening more to what they have to say. And you're going to be able to help and support them better because you can't fill from an empty cup after all. Totally. And, you know, I've, I've, I've noticed a recurring theme with uh, my clients is that I feel taken for granted. Mm. I don't feel appreciated, whether it's at mm -hmm. home or at work yeah and my immediate thought is well how do you appreciate and value yourself yeah absolutely how often do you appreciate and value yourself mm. and so that means to acknowledge appreciate and celebrate yourself and yeah. your efforts how can you expect people to appreciate you to acknowledge you when you don't even do it for yourself Yes, because you're spending your time seeking external validation rather than acknowledging yourself and giving yourself the validation. And what do I mean by that? Because I want to be very clear. It's not like you're going to walk around with your arms up in the air. I'm amazing. I'm perfect. I'm this. I'm that. It's just about, you know, uh, for example, acknowledging yourself. Write 10 qualities about yourself that you like. I would love for your listeners to do this. I'd love for you to do this later as well. I was going to say, I'm going to do this. I'm definitely going to do this. Do you know how many people struggle with this? Mm. I think I, I would know. struggle with it, actually. I, I definitely do. I think I could probably get three or four out there, but 10, I think I'd struggle. Well, then I'll tell you to write 20. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Amazing. That means you really need this exercise. Yeah, you yeah. need to do this exercise. And so... And the thing is, because we take ourselves for granted. Mm. Annette, are you an honest person? I think so. Yeah, I hope so. Okay. Uh, are you kind? I am kind. Trustworthy? Yes. Loyal? Yes. Uh, Hardworking? Yes. Ambitious? Yes. I could go. So these, we just listed seven. In like that's amazing, seconds. isn't it? That's amazing because all of because yeah, because I think most people would would struggle to put those words down when they thought of themselves naturally. Because mm. we take ourselves for granted, we don't yeah. value these qualities within ourselves. Mm. And we can keep going, Annette. You know, we can off the air. We'll keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely going to sit down and do this exercise. I'm going to get myself a cup of tea and write 20. I'm, I'm, that's my task. I'm going to do that. And I encourage everyone listening and watching to absolutely do the same. And Annette, these are qualities within you. This is mm. the key. So I'm not even talking about 
I uh, got a university degree. I yeah. am married and I have, it's not what you own. It's not what you have. Yes. It's not what you look like. It's not where you come from. It's who you are on the inside. Mm. Amazing. I think that exercise alone is going to have a profound effect on people. Uh, it's so profound because once you start acknowledging yourself and validating yourself, you will rely less and less on external validation. And again, that external validation can be, you know, uh, material wealth. It can be, um, ha I have to be a size eight. I have mm. to have, uh, you know, this car. I have to no. Yeah, yeah, courses, qualifications, all those things. Mm -hmm. mm, amazing. Ethan, can, I, can, I, can I share something with you, if you don't mind? Yes, of course. Even with my students, because uh, I'm a university professor, mm -hmm. I've realized how much I've changed in the last year. I realized that I relied on my students for my validation. And so yes. I would give and give and give and give and give. Message me on WhatsApp anytime you have a question. Do this, and I'll give them extra sessions. And I'd be so available just so they can tell me you're so inspiring, you're so strong, you're so amazing. You're so this, and I would be like, I didn't realize I was doing it. So that's why I'm telling you, awareness. So yeah, important. and I bet we've got many business owners listening who do exactly the same with their customers and clients. Exactly. Exactly. So we give and over give. And I've realized now I've, I'm holding back, not necessarily holding back. Is it, I, I'm worthy. I don't know. It's not, it's not something I do consciously. Mm. But I do my job. I do a great job. I give it all my heart. I set boundaries. No yes. more of that. No yes. more of this. No more of that. No more of that. And interestingly, they love me just the same. <laughs> Amazing, isn't it? Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Absolutely. Um yeah. Jamana, this conversation has been fascinating. I think it's given both me and our listeners and watchers some really key things to think about and some great exercises to do as well to uh to uncover more about their self-worth, their own value, how they feel about all of that and how they can bring that to their lives and their businesses as well. Why don't you share with our listeners where they can find out more about you and where you hang out online? Yes, thank you so much, Annette. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy that you found it um, interesting. Uh, yes, I'm on Instagram. My handle is at drjamana underscore mindset coach. I also, I'm on LinkedIn at uh, Jumana Elaridi, Facebook, Jumana Elaridi, and my website, www.drjumana.com. And I would Amazing. love to connect with your listeners. I, my Amazing. mission, Annette. Mm, go for it. Yes, your my mission. mission. My mission, Annette, is to um, save people, especially women, I'm not going to lie, <laughs> from the years of anxiety and pain that I experienced as a fully competent and ambitious woman was crippled yes. with self-doubt. Yeah, I think that's an incredible mission. Um, we will put 
the link so people can connect with you in the show notes as well. So um, anyone on the podcast, you can just click on those and connect with Germana as well. Once again, thank you so much for uh, for joining me today, Germana. Thank you to everyone who is listening and watching. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. We know that your time is incredibly precious. So thank you for spending some of it with us today. And I will speak to you all very soon. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you got lots of value from this episode. Now, if you're struggling with any accounting things for your business, I'd love to help. Make sure you reach out to me at podcast at annetteandco.co.uk. That's podcast at annetteandco.co.uk and let me know how I can help. Of course, remember to subscribe to this podcast as well. Thanks again.